You're listening to a podcast series celebrating the 25th anniversary of GINA, the global initiative for asthma. We're in London to interview world-renowned asthma specialists, healthcare professionals and patients, focusing on the issues, objectives and achievements of GINA and to look ahead to the future developments that the next 25 years will bring. And in this podcast, we are going to be discussing the assessment of asthma control and the identification of patients at risk with our speaker, Professor Alvaro Cruz from Brazil. He's a member of the GINA Board of Directors and GINA Dissemination and Implementation Committee. But very importantly, Professor Cruz has over 30 years of experience in caring for patients with asthma. A very good afternoon to you, Professor Cruz. Hi, Donato. Can I start by asking you, why is it so important to assess asthma symptom control and identify patients at risk? Asthma is a very heterogeneous and variable disease. It keeps changing. Therefore, Gina proposes the clinician needs to reassess the patient at every visit and revise the treatment accordingly to the degree of symptom control and future risk. They are interrelated. Poor symptom control is a risk factor for exacerbations, but a patient may have their symptoms controlled and still be at risk. Now, how should we evaluate symptom control? Gina proposes four questions to assess symptom control. Many people know this. Daytime asthma symptoms more than twice a week. Any night waking due to asthma. Reliever medication needed for symptoms more than twice a week any activity limitation due to asthma. If the patient answers no to any of these questions, to all these questions, then the patient is well controlled. If there is a yes answer to one or two of these questions, the patient is considered partially controlled. And if they have a positive answer to three or four of these questions, then they have their asthma uncontrolled. But remember, even a patient whose symptoms are controlled may still be at risk. Let me conclude this answer by saying that poor symptom control must be identified and prompt immediate revision of treatment. This is a crucial action to reduce future risks. What are the major risks a patient with asthma faces? Are there any predictors of risk? The major risks are exacerbations, which can kill people, fixed airflow limitation, and side effects of medication. Again, a major risk factor for asthma exacerbations is poor symptom control. However, there are several other predictors of risk of exacerbations, which are independent of symptom control. Gina have listed several of these, high uh, use of Saba, the short-acting beta agonists, over three canisters a year, having one or more exacerbations in the last 12 months, low FEV1, lung function, higher bronchodilator reversibility, incorrect inhaler technique, or poor adherence, smoking, obesity, chronic rhinosinusitis, pregnancy, blood eosinophilia, elevated uh, exhaled nitric oxide in adults with allergic 
asthma, already taking inhaled steroids, and a patient that has ever been intubated for asthma. These are all independent risk factors for exacerbations in a patient that may even have uh, symptoms controlled. As risk factors for fixed airflow limitation or low lung function, uh, we have listed no treatment with inhaled corticosteroid, as uh, we all know is the, the cornerstone of the treatment of asthma, smoking, occupational exposure, mucus hypersecretion, blood eosinophilia, preterm birth and low birth weight. And finally, as risk factors for medication side effects, uh, obviously frequent use of oral steroids and use of high dose of a potent inhaled corticosteroid. These are the major factors that have been proven to be independent risk factors for exacerbations, airflow limitation, and medication side effects, which are the risks we have to be aware of. So what are the categories of asthma severity? Is there a way to measure asthma severity? Asthma severity is assessed retrospectively from the level of treatment required to control symptoms and exacerbations. We should assess asthma severity uh, after the patient has been on a controlled treatment for several months. Uh, even if we don't do it ourselves, we take the history of what they have been doing. Severity is not static. It may change over months or years. It depends on the different uh, treatments which are becoming available. The categories of asthma severity proposed by Gina are mild asthma, when it's well controlled on steps one or two uh, of Gina guidelines or Gina strategy, as needed SABA or short-acting beta agonist uh, bronchodilator, or low-dose inhaled steroids. Moderate asthma, when the, the disease is well controlled on step three of our strategy, low-dose inhaled steroids and long-acting beta-2 agonists. And finally, severe asthma, when it requires a step four or five moderate or high-dose inhaled steroids with the long-acting beta-2 agonists, plus minus another medication for control, or remains uncontrolled despite of this treatment. But remember, if the patient is prescribed a treatment and the patient does not take it regularly, then you cannot be precise in defining a patient has severe asthma. You mentioned severe asthma. What is the difference between uncontrolled and severe asthma? Well, this is a very important point. As I mentioned, um, we need to distinguish between a patient uh, that has really asthma, has no other comorbidity, which is not uncontrolled, which uh, uh, doesn't allow the asthma to be controlled. The patient that doesn't take the medication properly, either because don't use it regularly or don't use the inhaler regularly. And patient that uh, is doing everything all right, has only asthma, takes the medication. So only these patients that really take the, their medication in high doses correctly, and they are still uncontrolled, these are are the ones that have severe asthma. You've been in this area 30 years of experience in caring for patients with asthma. What do you think is the most marked difference that you've seen over the last 30 years? Well, we have plenty of novel treatment options. I'm glad to see this, but I'm very sad to see that so many people 
still don't have their asthma well diagnosed. Some people have overdiagnosis, but for me, in most low and middle income countries, and I come from Brazil, almost half of people who have asthma, they don't know they have asthma, so they don't get proper treatment. And uh, even those that know they have asthma, uh, and mostly in primary health care, they are not considered as a patient with a chronic disease, so they don't get a regular follow-up and uh, control of medication. They are treated at the emergency rooms when they have an attack. That's sad. And is it a question of money, information, a communication problem? I think, yes, uh, all those problems are there, but uh, I think it's a matter of priority. Asthma is a very complex uh, and heterogeneous disease, and many people don't understand exactly that. It's a combination of uh, chronic disease and uh, an acute disease or a chronic disease that comes in exacerbations. So we have to understand that and do our best to treat the patient regularly to avoid attacks and deaths. And you've been a member of the GINA Board of Directors for 10 years. What role has GINA played in the management of asthma and asthma control in this field? Well, I think GINA is unique in the world uh, as the only strategy report that is really global and is updated every year. It's been led by people that have been leaders in development of new treatments and people with a lot of experience that give their time to offer medical professionals and other this report, which is the basis of any policy because you need to base the policies in, in knowledge and try to translate it to, into a better practice. That's what GINA is offering, a strategy based on evidence and uh, I wish we could go further and be more influential at the, the country level and the city level to improve the practice worldwide. The report is obviously very important, but how accessible is it in terms of on the ground at the coalface? You've mentioned your experience in Brazil, of course, here in the United Kingdom. We have a very high rate of uh, asthma as well. Is the information that's in this report, how confident are you that it's going to get to the people who really matter? Well, this is a very important point. The reports are available for uh, free download in the internet, and we have several translations, not always of the full report, but uh, the pocket guide. This has been done from time to time in, in many ling languages, and uh, uh, it's easily accessible. In, in my country, and I know in many other countries in, uh, in the developing world, people know about GINA. Everybody knows, the, even uh, the non-specialists, but they may not uh, fully understand the, the key messages. And we are discussing right now how to make it more simple and direct so that people understand exactly what needs to be changed to improve asthma control. Perhaps podcasts like these will help. And uh, we're in a digital age now. So that's another way to communicate the message, isn't it? I fully agree. That's the reason we, we've been trying to do this uh, for a while, and I'm, I'm happy it's happening. We're celebrating 25 years of GINA. Let's look ahead to the next, uh, let's say, 10 years rather than 25 years. But what are your hopes? Well, uh, I really hope that uh, we find a way to bridge, bridge the, the strategy report, which brings the evidence, into uh, policy, uh, into changes in improving practices, not only in the high-income countries, but uh, throughout the world. Professor Alvaro Cruz, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. 
The GINA website has a suite of up-to-date, evidence-based documents, booklets, videos, an implementation toolkit, and other useful information. If you're a healthcare professional interested in GINA resources for your hospital or healthcare system, or if you have ideas for new resources, please email us via our website, ginaasthma.org. Thank you for listening and for sharing in our mission to reduce the global burden of asthma.